Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. In NLP, we've discussed before, neurolinguistic programming has three concepts which just really help you to understand how the mind works. And that's the fact that we generalize, delete, and distort different things. And we've talked about them before. You generalize what's happening so that you might be at a library and you might see a really thick book and you'll generalize, oh, that's a boring book, I don't want to read it, because you've seen them before. You might be driving down the road and you'll be deleting consciously anyway the people on the footpath, the, the distractions just to focus on the cars in front of you and the important things. And distortions. If somebody calls you up and they use a, a phony accent five out of ten times or more, you can actually say, oh, well, that's actually my friend because you can actually work out what their distortion would sound like and actually translate it to who they are. This episode will focus on one aspect of generalizations. And that is a high-level generalization in NLP values. NLP values, or just our values in general, they guide us in most of our decisions in our lives. We all know the self-absorbed person who is just really annoying. And this guy's value, chances are, is primarily power or just being self-absorbed, whatever you want to call it. The greedy person... Well, often these people, their primary motivation is money. Some are food, who knows? But you can see that people are driven by their values. Observing others in personal upgrade is the mirror concept. Now, it's way easier to see things in other people than it is to see things in ourselves at the initial stages. So, as always, the first step for anything that we do is observing it in other people. And then you try and deduce the values and, if possible, maybe confirm this through questioning the people directly or indirectly. And this will tell you volumes about the whole process because you've got to learn this stuff for yourself. It's got to come from you. Like the whole premise of that movie Inception, the whole setup for getting that guy to have a dream within a dream was all just so that the idea came from within. And that's an actual concept in psychology. The learnings have to come from within us. Otherwise, nobody likes to be told what to do. That's why reverse psychology is so powerful. If someone thinks it's from them, they will stick by their guns and do it. So try and observe others, especially those people that are just a little bit off kilter, and try and work out for yourself. What do you think those people value primarily? From this standpoint, you can then empathize with others and interact appropriately. Now, if you feel like your friend values, say, health above all things, this can be useful interactions because if you're planning to go out together, then it'll change the plans you might have or if you're going to buy presents and other things. If you contrast this to a friend whose primary value is fun, 
above all things, then you'll have an extremely different experience. And by understanding the value system, you'll say, well, this guy is not actually a bad person or a good person. They're just driven by different values. How this would play out would be, say, for example, if you wanted to go to a bar to have a drink, chances are if you went out with friend A, he might not be a great company because he might be like, well, I value health above everything. Why would I go to the bar and get drunk and, and do all that sort of stuff? Whereas friend B, whose primary value is fun, might be jumping at it straight away. So you can see how this leads into different behaviors for different people. Now, the mirror concept in personal upgrade, we take one step further. We turn the mirror onto ourselves. And this is where we explore ourselves through introspection. So what do you value? Where do you put your focus? What takes up all of your free time? What do you really value and venerate? What, what do you enjoy? What do you desire to grow in? And if you had some extra free time, what would you spend it on? These give a bit of an indication of what you value because sometimes if we ask ourselves what we value, we give kind of generic answers, answers that just speak to what we should be doing, not what we really do. And sometimes the whole process is really hard. So a really powerful thing to do is just to consider the inverse. Think about the things you really dislike, or let's go there, the things that you hate. Once you understand what you really hate, what you have an aversion to, then you can say, well, I really generally like the opposite. And it's easier to reflect then on your values. So when you realize your values, that's an amazing step. It's an achievement in itself because, as I said, for understanding the other person, you can start to understand yourself and why you act in certain ways. Now we're going into some deep psychology. We're looking at how the mind actually works and why we have set behaviors. If people deal with simple habits and behaviors and everything like that, it's not getting to the heart of the issue. This is. So examine what are your values? And once you have, understand, number one, do they actually serve you? As in, are they good for you? But better yet, and not a lot of people consider this, is are they actually right? Are they objectively good? And just analyze this. Because if you find out that something serves you, say you've got a value of power and you're becoming super successful, but it's not really right. There will be some degree of cognitive dissonance. And if there's not, then you've probably got more problems than I can talk about today. But if you do have any issues with either step one or step two in that, if they don't quite serve you as they'd like you to, as you'd like them to, or if you find that they're not actually righteous, then understand that we actually have some flexibility and there is a process that can help you to change your values. So let's look at this. Step one is, again, just taking a step back and going meter, looking big picture. Asking ourselves how we got this. Look around us. Look at your parents. Look at your siblings. Look at your people around you. Was it your environment that got you there? Was it a habit that you fell into? Was it, 
was were you bullied when you were younger and suddenly you've got a way of coping with things and now that's suddenly become ingrained in who you are? Is it a life skill that you've developed? Is it a belief? Whatever it is, by getting that initial understanding will help you to understand further things about your value and that will help you to transition them. Step two, this is where we explore the submodalities you experience when focusing on your values. So if you can get into a peak state and think about a time when you've been really excited about something, get into that peak state and focus on your number one value. So your friend whose primary value is on fun, they're probably, if you run them through the exercise, they're probably thinking about a time when they were at a party and had an amazing time and it was great and amazing and, and that was wonderful. The guy who's whose main focus on health, maybe he had just competed in something that he'd been training for ages and he, he got a medal for and he, he values that experience massively high. Whatever it is, look at it and really go there and look for the distinctions, the distinctions or the subsets of the modalities, such is the submodalities. How, how does it look, feel? What sounds can you hear when you're in that experience? What's it all about? And if you want, you can add in the other ones like taste and smell. And as we talked about in the five senses episode, there's so many more senses that I just don't talk about routinely because it's just it's just easier not to. But there's things like temperature, about the time receptors, the different parts inside us that experience the world. How did you experience that period when you were in the peak state? Now, when you go through it, really focus on the color, the shapes, the location when your eyes are closed and what it feels like. The next step is to basically go further and identify how you process them. What happens as you're feeling this? What, what's going on in your body, what's going on in your mind, and what's the interplay. The next step is kind of just a break state. It's, it's where you think about the greater value. And depending on what you're into, what you're about, what you found to be the greater value, some people have said God, some people have said love, focus on that greater value. Now, Try to align the submodalities of the new value with the submodalities of the old value. So, what that means is let's say that you value fun and you imagine that you're at a party and everyone's cheering you on or whatever it is at the party. And that was you in peak state because that's you having fun with other people experiencing it. And basically, you're seeing them in the center of your mind's eye, right in front of you, you see lots of colors, you see bright lights, you see, you hear people singing, you can perceive it so it's right in front of you and you've got like a warm feeling in your belly. Suddenly you, you put in the sensation of love. So you think about when you've been compassionate and kind and really helped somebody or when you've fallen in love and something that's really righteous and good and you put that in that place 
and then you start to bring the color to it. So it's got the same color. And as you do it, you have that same feeling inside your belly and you associate and you get into that place. And then you make sure that everything is aligned. Position, size, color, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, you get it. Once you've done this, it's important to run an ecology check because Sometimes we do these values and it's like we feel like an absolute fraud or we do it and we think, well, this is absolutely not for me or this is fake or this is wrong. And you just make sure that what you're doing is something that's right. If it's really right, if it's good, if it serves you, then chances are that you've probably made the right choice and you'll have a good feeling about it. That's what we call the ecology check in NLP. Number seven, that's called the tryout. That's where essentially you basically get into that headspace and you make it a habit. You do that a few times during a day and then you look for situations where you can serve that as your highest value. You get into situations where you're asked a question and you could have two responses. You could either go to a party or you could either help somebody who's needy whatever it is and then you can start feeling positive feelings to doing the things that you should be doing number eight is reinforcement and that's basically just carrying it out and doing it further and further and then eventually you'll find that it's just a part of you and it is an amazing process this is kind of a deep process so it's kind of like a primer on how it's done and what you can do with it Again, at your own risk, you can play around with this sort of stuff, but it is something that is really deep and hits the core of somebody. And as a complex process, if you have some cognitive dissonance, always think to yourself, is this a value issue? What is the contradiction? What is it that you're fighting? And then explore it further look into your value system and again you can use the mirror and apply it to yourself as we've been talking about or you can look at other people and this is incredibly powerful to understand others to understand yourself and also know that there is some flexibility so if you absolutely hate the actions that you have there is a massive chance that you can work on this you can contact me more to talk about this if you'd like. Otherwise, I'll speak to you on the next episode. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.